0: Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by Webex by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith.
1: And I'm Rebecca Ibarra, bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on your schedule like podcasts.
0: Here's the latest.
1: It's day 26 of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Here's what's going on right now. Yesterday, it was a typical mall with a multiplex theater, a gym, and American fast food restaurants. Today, it's a smoldering ruin. A Russian attack on the mall in central Kiev last night is one of the biggest yet on the Ukrainian capital. At least eight people are confirmed dead so far, and the mayor of Kiev has imposed a two-day curfew.
0: Farther south, in the besieged port city of Mariapol, Ukraine emphatically rejected an ultimatum by Russia to surrender the city this morning. The defiance may lead to even more attacks on civilian targets, like the bombing of an art school yesterday where the Ukrainian government says 400 people had taken refuge. Ukraine also claims Russia has been evacuating Mariupol residents all the way to Russia by force, essentially taking them hostage.
1: A growing number of Western experts say the Russian invasion has hit a stalemate, with Putin's forces unable to take any major Ukrainian cities. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said Sunday on CBS, the Russian campaign is essentially stalled. But a stalemate is not the same as an end to the war. In fact, Russia only seems to be intensifying its attacks on civilian targets, including plans to intensify attacks on the capital.
0: President Biden is making a big push this week to keep up a unified reaction to Russia's invasion. He'll talk with the leaders of Germany, France, Italy, and Britain today. On Wednesday, he'll travel to Brussels to take part in a NATO summit regarding the Russian invasion. And Friday, the president will cap off his trip with a visit to Poland.
1: Ukrainian President Zelensky told CNN over the weekend he's willing to talk with President Vladimir Putin. I think without negotiations, we cannot end this war. That's what he told Farid Zakaria. But speaking through a translator, he also had this ominous warning. If these attempts fail, that would mean that this is a third world war.
0: As millions of Ukrainians flee their country, Europe is responding in an unprecedented way. They're offering the refugees work. According to the New York Times, job boards are filled with postings, offering Ukrainians language training and child care to help get them into the workforce quickly. Some governments are even waiving visa requirements. Other European countries are seizing this labor surplus as an opportunity to fill vacancies left during the pandemic. We're updating those headlines as news happens until 1 p.m. Eastern, so keep checking in.
1: Also coming up, we talk about WAG. That's the dog walking app. It has big plans to grow and go public, but some former employees say it's just not that safe for dogs or walkers.
0: Webex is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere can be seen, heard and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com/hybridwork.
1: A China Eastern Airlines plane has crashed in southern China. The Boeing 737 was carrying more than 130 people, according to the country's state media and aviation officials. There's no information yet if there are any survivors. Officials lost contact with the plane a little over an hour into the flight. And its last recorded cruising altitude was well below its normal. Authorities have been dispatched to the crash site.
0: If you're anything like me, you're bracing for the worst, as COVID cases once again rise in Europe and China, thanks to the stealth Omicron subvariant. But Dr. Fauci says we don't need to worry too much. On ABC's This Week, Fauci says cases still aren't severe, and while there may be an uptick,
1: Hopefully we won't see a surge. I don't think we will.
0: Fauci also says he doesn't see the US going back to restrictive guidelines.
1: Disney is in the headlines yet again. The company says it regrets allowing a high school cheerleading squad to perform a racist routine at a parade in Magic Kingdom. I'm not going to describe the dance or chant, but picture every single racist Native American stereotype and uh yeah, it was most likely in that routine. In Disney's kind of apology, the company says the performance wasn't consistent with the audition tape, but the cheerleading squad from PNG High School near Beaumont, Texas is Called the Indian Nets. What could possibly go racistly wrong with a name like that?
0: A World War II Army Corps unit made up of all black women will receive a congressional gold medal over seven decades later. The unit, nicknamed the 6888, was tasked with processing and sorting over 17 million pieces of mail for the Army. The unit was disbanded in 1946 without any commemorative ceremonies for the women who served. Just seven of the 850 women are believed to be alive.
1: You know the People's Convoy, that right-wing trucker group protesting vaccine mandates? Well, they got a taste of their own medicine over the weekend. Their grand scheme to slow down traffic around D.C. backfired when they got served the ultimate Uno reverse card. A single guy on a bicycle got ahead of the line of trucks in downtown D.C., forcing them all to slow down. Just listen to this video posted by The Daily Beast. Anonymous Spike Man, the hero we need but don't deserve.
0: It's the end of an era for these five iconic words You are not the father. After 31 years, talk show host Maury Povich, the king of daytime paternity tests, is retiring and his show, Maury, is ending in the fall. The NBC Universal show will be airing reruns, though, in syndicated networks.
1: Let's talk about dogs. If you own one, you've probably heard of the dog walking app WAG. It's kind of like Uber, pet owners request dog walks, which gig workers then accept and fulfill from the app. Well, right now, WAG is preparing for a $350 million deal to go public, but the company is embroiled in conflict. Pet owners and former employees say WAG's policies put dogs at risk, and the company's been slow to respond to reports of dogs getting lost or even dying in a walker's care. So let's talk about it with Megan Morris. She covers tech for Insider. Megan, you have talked to former employees, walkers, and pet owners. What are they telling you about their experiences?
2: They all say there's a real problem with a lack of customer service. WAG's revenues nearly doubled last year, but over the same time period, the company spent $3 million less on customer service. That's led to delays for walkers who need help with bleeding dogs or other emergencies, it also means that when people call to report real life and death emergencies, think dogs running away, um, being hit by cars, they can't access the immediate support that they need. And so dog walkers and dog parents say they've been left in the lurch by a company that doesn't seem to care all that much about their dog's well-being.
1: You also write that dogs are getting lost
2: I talked to a former employee who worked there a couple of years ago, and he said about one dog was lost every day on average. Most of those dogs would be found within the hour. So we're not talking about huge losses every single day, but it's enough uh, that made me worry about the safety of dogs in this country.
1: Yeah, I guess we need to note that WAG doesn't really release safety reports, right? So we are dependent on people like former employees talking to you.
2: Exactly. So there's really no way to know the size and scope of this problem, and the company declined to engage with me.
1: Now, you write that WAG's policies actually have contributed to these problems. How so?
2: For dog walkers, WAG doesn't allow them to see ratings or reviews on dogs before they walk them. So I talked to one dog walker in New York who accepted a walk for a dog and only after could see other walkers' notes that the dog bit. The dog then bit her in front of the owner and the owner said, wow, she never does that. This dog walker thought the last walker wrote in her report that the dog bit. And then this poor walker couldn't get on the phone with customer service to report her bleeding hand.
1: So you write that WAG is similar to Uber or Lyft. Have these ride sharing apps encountered similar obstacles and how is WAG different from them?
2: The big difference between Uber and WAG is that WAG's dog walkers don't have any kind of formal certification or safety mechanisms in place. So on Uber, if a driver gets a DUI or gets in a car wreck and loses their license, they're booted from the platform automatically. There's no dog walking license or anything like that. So there's no way to make sure uh, that the dog walkers are being safe besides reviews that humans leave.
1: Megan, can you talk more about WAG's lackluster customer service?
2: I talked with one startup founder who lost her dog in January. She was thousands of miles away from home, um, and she left her dogs in the care of a WAG sitter. And unfortunately, one of the dogs got away. She doesn't know how from this sitter, uh, and she couldn't contact any customer service live. She had to fill out a form while her dog was running around Denver in early January, and it took a full day just for customer service to say, we're looking into this. That's really emblematic of what I've heard from other dog walkers and dog parents as well.
1: So how might these issues affect WAG from either going public or growing in general?
2: WAG is planning to go public and then take that money and grow hugely. Think about all of your friends and family who, like me, have adopted a dog during the pandemic. There's more dogs to walk than ever before, and there's more people who are going to be returning to the office in the next couple of months and years. That means that uh, as, as more dogs are on the platform, there's more opportunities for accidents or even worse to happen.
1: Megan, thanks so much for chatting with us.
2: Thanks for having me, Rebecca. Megan
1: Morris investigates tech companies for Insider.
0: Be sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on your favorite podcast apps, or better yet, go to insider.com/slash the refresh to use our custom designed player. We also want to hear from you. Reach us at refresh at insider.com. I'm Dave Smith.
1: And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Thanks for listening to The Refresh from Insider.